This episode is brought to you by The Candidly Speaking. The Candidly Speaking provides a space where you can connect to the words as well as the images. Representation matters in every area of our lives. So let's celebrate each other in the form of a greeting card. Get your next birthday or thank you card on thecandidlyspeaking.com or at All Things Marketplace, 1620 Trumbull in Detroit, Michigan. excited that we are back with season two of strut talk podcast we are back with a new intro did y'all hear that song like i'm addicted to listening to it but we are back bigger better more conversations more interviews with real women having those vital conversations that we do not talk about enough today we're digging in deep We're talking about depression, and if you are an avid follower of Strut, you already know who my guest is. I'm joined by my best friend, Shantae. We've both been on a, we've both been on the struggle bus with battling depression in two different areas, right? So we wanted to come on, kick off the podcast, and have that conversation, talk about it. Now, because our conversation went a little long, we had to split it up. So this is part one of, oh, depression, we meet again. Hope you enjoy our conversation. Stay tuned because this is only the beginning. When did you first meet depression? Oh, um, I think we first probably met 2019, but I wasn't aware of who he was. Mm. Um. So we got really acquainted and I was able to identify who he was in probably winter of 2020. So for those of you who know me. um, But wait, pause, pause. Keep that thought because you said something there. Like, I think a lot of times we can be depressed, but we don't know what to call it. Mm -hmm. And so we're in this space. We don't know what's wrong. We just know we're not okay. Mm -hmm. We know we don't want to socialize with people we normally socialize with. We know we don't want to go out. We'd rather just sit on the couch. We know we ain't took a shower in a couple days, but you just like, I'm just in a funk. But no, boo, you depressed. You depressed, depressed. And not knowing how to identify everything is triggering you. Everything is a trigger. And you don't know why. So yeah. Um, Wow. But no, so once I was able to identify, just a quick backstory, so put the pieces together, um, our situations are obviously a little different because Mm -hmm. my depression stems from my health. So having fibromyalgia is a struggle 
on the daily um, is more mental than it is anything else. And I think that that's what people don't realize because when they see you, you show up. You know right. what I'm saying? So they think like, oh, she play all day. She always in good spirits. And it's like, baby, listen, them jokes I crack ain't for you. They for me. <laughs> um, and it take a while for me to get myself together, to get out of bed and do the things that I need to do. And then to add misery to injury, trying to be an entrepreneur with that, it's a lot. So because baby, entrepreneurship <laughs> is another demon. That's another level of depression that you're going to face. Exactly. So not even that though, but dealing with the whole, you know, I'm supposed to go out in the world and function and be polite and be nice to a society that dismisses you because they don't understand obviously your health condition or whatever the case may be. So being in chronic pain every day, all day is a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to push through. Um, So I feel like for me, I was getting to my wits end, end of 2019. Um, I kind of didn't know what it was. I just knew that I wasn't really inspired. I wasn't really in a creative space. I just, I just wasn't like, that's where I was at. I just wasn't. Um, and then 2020 New Year's Eve, I got into a car accident. Um, literally I got on the freeway at 1140. Um, definitely had to be black ice spent out across the freeway completely, um, smacked the median twice. And I literally knew like, this was it. So all I remember is I took my hands off the wheel and I'm like, Lord, I trust you. And that was it. I don't know if I closed my eyes. Like, I don't know what, I just knew, Lord, I trust you. Um, By his grace, there was literally no cars coming across the freeway. Once my car stopped spinning, I got out, looked at the car, it was fine. I started back up, drove across to the shoulder. By the time I parked, literally traffic started coming. And um, crazy. I sat there and I was crying and I was praying, like just basically rejoicing because I'm like, this could have been so, so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but fast forward, I knew that that was like the icing on the cake for me because my body was having flare ups and trauma that I had never experienced. So I knew like, OK, something right. Like, I don't want to go outside. I don't want to get out the bed. I'm in here laying in the dark. I'm barely eating. I don't want to talk to nobody. Um, So I knew something wasn't right. I still kind of didn't know what it was. So one of my homegirls had messaged me and she was like, basically in a nutshell that I need to talk to somebody. Um, She's dealt with depression before, so she kind of know what to look for. So it was one of those things where it's like, baby, listen, you need to talk to somebody about the pain, how it makes you sad, how it makes you angry. Um, how it makes you feel alone just everything that you feel and I'm like you know what maybe you're right so once I had that conversation it was like okay I kind of was like I got to get a grips on this because I look in the mirror and I see a reflection but I don't see Shantae and I don't know where she is so that's the crazy part though that's the crazy part because I think that's also something that people don't realize where when you're literally so deep in that space you it's difficult for you to do certain things because you don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. Like you can literally look in a mirror and see nothing. Yeah. And that's where I was at. Like, literally I would look in the mirror and I'm like, light skin, I see you, but (laughs) that's all I see. That's all I see. Yeah. So I think me and depression, we first met, well, no, I know. We first met when my grandma passed. So my depression came about through grief Mm -hmm. initially. Mm 
Um, when my grandma and my best friend passed a year apart, it literally caused me to shut down. And unconsciously, I separated myself from a lot of people, um, friends, just because I was in a space where I was like, I don't want to lose anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to close myself off where I'm not letting anyone else in so that I can't lose them. It was an offense. Um, I took a semester off from school. People probably heard this story before, but I took a semester off from school and literally thought like giving myself that time was going to make depression go away. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you have surgery for something and it gets removed, you don't really know it's going to come back. Right. And so I was like, all right, I'm good. But then I realized in 2019, um, right before or right after my 29th birthday, I kind of went through the crisis that you're supposed to go through when you're about to be 30 like, oh my gosh, I'm about to be 30 and I haven't done anything with my life. Like mm -hmm. people see all these things and they're saying, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. But literally at 30, based upon what society says you should be doing and you should have, I have none of that. Me either. I ain't got no family. I ain't got no marriage. Like I don't have none of that. And so it's like, I'll, I literally went through a phase and I was like, I'm a failure. Oh, I'll have that too. I'm a failure. And so that was the second time where I felt like, depression creep back in and was like sis got something for got you, something for you. Mm -hmm. but luckily that time um I had a support system that was able to spot it before I went in too deep mm -hmm. so they were able to in what you always say they were able to come on in on that sailboat That's throw me that life jacket and pull me out and was like all right girl no we're not doing this like you're not okay and we're not doing this mm -hmm. um but this year in 2021 yeah the level I really feel like depression came back with a vengeance and it was like we couldn't get you last year but we got you this year yeah like we got you I have never been in a dark space for as long as I was mm -hmm. like two months it's a long, yeah, it's a long time. time it's a long time and it's a long time when you are an entrepreneur so you have to be on every day like, I don't really get no sick days for real. I don't get no off days. Because your clients don't care about you. Because they don't care. So, or you don't, you're not even comfortable disclosing that to your clients. Like, you know what? I ain't having no good day. I'm depressed right now. So, I, like, Damn. you're not really comfortable mm -hmm. with all your clients on that level to say that. Now, I've been able to have that conversation with some of my clients that are closer to me. But I'm not in a space to have that conversation with everyone. So... This time though, depression came back like, yeah, heavy. and it was heavy. I literally felt like I was not only carrying my weight, but I was carrying the weight of so many other people. Like I even started researching like, what is an empath? Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't like, I was feeling my weight, but then I was feeling the weight of people that some that are close to me. And I sent a couple of texts like, are you overwhelmed? Or are you this or are you that? Mm -hmm. But then I was also feeling the weight of people I didn't know. So. Because we all going through the same thing. Because we all going through the same thing. And I started noticing like, I'm not the only one in this space. Mm -hmm. It's a ton of people that I don't know. Going through the same that's thing. going through the same thing. And we all are vocalizing at the same time. So this is not even to say that we just entered it. Because when I started vocalizing that I wasn't okay and I wasn't in a good space I had already been in it for a whole month yeah 
I literally just was able to come up for a grasp for air for a split second to make an Instagram post or to tweet. I'm not okay. Yeah. And so depression is a beast then. It is. And I think too, because for me, like I'm so anti-social media um, that I don't necessarily use that as a cry for. Yeah. Like as an outlet necessarily. Like I blog, but I don't really make posts like that. So I feel like if you in my close circle and you don't pay attention that you will miss the signs yeah um and just and very honestly important. it's easy to do if you're not that close to someone mm-hmm. so easy. like even once I did vocalize once I did start vocalizing it and I'm I'm not a person that usually is uh I don't really vent on social media but I pride myself on being transparent mm-hmm. especially because I have a platform like strut right. um I have to be transparent about what I go you through so when I did start vocalizing it, I had friends that I probably hadn't talked to in like a minute. That's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Like I couldn't see the signs. Like, what do you need? You want to go for a walk? Like that helps me. And that was also a breath of fresh air because that season was lonely. Mm-hmm. Like, of course I had my man, my mom and my auntie and you, but I mean, talk to y'all all the time anyway right it's not so it's oh i was talking to my brother i was talking to my niece but it's like these are people that i know see me mm-hmm. but like i don't feel not that i don't feel seen but like i really feel like i'm an empty shell yeah and that's the thing that i think a lot of people don't understand is it's it's a lot to be authentic but it's also even more to be vulnerable because once Man. you are especially when you're dealing with depression um and I know for me like I had a cousin who I knew like she was going through a lot and at the time like I took it personal because she was like kind of distant and everything and obviously we talk every day but once I was in it I it hit me like cousin like bro you was depressed but I had to apologize and own my part for taking it personally like even though I didn't know what it was for her like I still text her like I love you I still checked on her um you know just so that she knew like I was still there if she needed me to be there like I still had that support for her but a lot of times I think that'd be the issue like people if they're not in it you take it personally and it's like it's not about you like it's not personal at all and another thing is if I can't see me I need the people in my tribe to be able to see me and being vulnerable to even open up to say like this is what I'm dealing with you have to be very very cautious who the first person that you're vulnerable with because man it can either go one or two ways and mine unfortunately went left and went left real quick um which made it worse for me because when you expect that the person that you open up to to be the one that see you whether they know what to say or not but just to see you and to hear you and they don't and they make you feel worse for it it's like you might want to pull the trigger and that's real because, okay, so two things. One, ironically, because I was in this space and I had, I was doing so much reflecting, um, I had to go back and apologize to a friend too. Yeah. And when I apologized to her, I was like, it's not that I know I wasn't. Um, I know I text you to check on you, but I never check on you mm-hmm. as a person. Mm-hmm. I was checking on your situation. I was checking on how things were going. I wasn't checking on you, your mental space, yeah, because mental. it's heavy. Mm-hmm. And 
she was lit like I felt lonely and I had people around me but she was literally alone mm-hmm. and, and that's the worst that's the worst and so I did I had to go back and apologize like I'm so sorry yeah. and when I talked to my therapist because I signed up for therapy too and when I talked to my therapist and I told her she was like girl it's karma and I, she was like it's not bad karma but because you are going through it and you went through it you're able to empathize with her a little mm-hmm. more than you were before mm-hmm. that's true and I feel like a lot of times God do a lot of uh putting a mirror in front of your face so it's like the things that you expect from other people the things that you want you know what I'm saying the things that you praying for it's like okay I'm gonna show you it to see if you can actually do what right. you want other people to do and it's like a lot of times that's really like a hard pill to swallow because it's like okay you want people to check in on you but are you really checking in on them so let's put this mirror in front of you and see are you really doing the same thing that you expect other people to do and sometimes we do and sometimes we don't but it opens your eyes to be aware of what's going on and for me the biggest thing is being aware so having fibro for those of you know i call him fabio um he has made me more aware and alert of everything like i pay attention to everything around me and especially the people around me so now having that already and then being in the depression it makes me pay attention to my friends to know like okay you've been off but you've been off like a little different you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like what's wrong or whatever um so it just makes you aware of certain things and to pay attention and to make sure that you show up for your people like you have to show up like and a lot of times what people don't get is they think because you're in this dark space or you're in this you know weird place that all you want to talk about is this space but it's like I don't want to talk about it I just need I don't want to talk about it at all at all I need I need a distraction honestly yes like when I was researching depression it was funny because I read an article that said indulging somebody else's drama or indulging somebody else's life and I was like what now granted I do that anyway but I was like what and but one day I literally spent a day watching documentaries and I watched Demi Lovato and I watched Paris Hilton I watched the city girls and I watched um a couple therapy sessions on YouTube of celebrities Mm -hmm. and that probably was one of the most awakening days that I had because I was like, I'm really not alone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not alone in this journey, even though I feel alone. And even though I do have friends that um, are being proactive to make sure I'm okay now that I've vocalized to more people that I'm not okay. I have those friends, but I'm not alone. Like mm-hmm. we all going through some we issues. Right? We've been in lockdown for over a year. And even though we can go outside, we can go for walks and stuff. How have you been able to identify when you are mentally struggling I just have to pay attention to what triggers me I have to pay attention to how bad my flare-ups are how often I'm having them um if I'm stressed out if I'm overwhelmed so everything affects me differently so I have to pay attention to those triggers to make sure that I'm not triggered too much because I know it's going to cause me to slip back into it Mm -hmm. so for me I can't pinpoint my trigger right mm-hmm. but I was actually talking to you when I got to the root of this episode and the root went back to the original root of grief mm-hmm. and me trying to fill that void 
of missing my grandma who was my biggest supporter my cheerleader my right hand Mm -hmm. trying to fill the void of her not being here with doing things Mm -hmm. so accomplishing things accomplishing goals but that didn't work because my biggest supporter is not here to say I'm I'm proud of you. you child that was heavy but we really felt it was important to have that conversation to open up about our individual journeys because depression looks different for everybody it looks different on everybody the triggers are different but the impact is the same and that's the message that we really wanted to get out is that the impact is the same. And if you are currently struggling with depression, you're currently battling a mental breakdown, know that you are not alone and that it is okay to confide in your friends or in people that you can trust. Now, I would definitely be careful in the friends you confide in because everyone may not be in a space to accept you in that way. But it's okay to be vocal about it. And do not, do not hesitate in getting and seeking professional help. I signed up for therapy. Shantae signed up for therapy. And it was literally the best decision I could have made. So we really hope that, or I really hope that you join us for another episode of Strut Talk. Until next time, I just want to leave you with this strut note. It's okay not to be okay. You're going to be faced with dark days and dark nights, but it's in that space where your strength lies. Try to use those moments to discover your light, the light that no one can dim. Again, understand that your feelings are valid. And if you need support and someone to talk to and you do not have a therapist, you don't feel like you can confide in your friends, text H-O-M-E to 741-741 to connect with the crisis counselor. They're available 24-7 and someone there is sure to listen with no judgment.